1: Hey, what's going on in your neck of the woods, Al? All is good. All is good. I've always wanted to say that to you. That's quite a toss you've been doing for, what, now 40 years? When did you come up with what's going on in your neck of the woods?
0: Well, it started when uh, uh, I started filling in for Willard, and I would say, oh, well, you know, here's what's happening. Uh, To toss to the local stations, I was saying different things. They said, no, 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 you've got to come up with the same thing every day so that the stations know when to switch to go to their local forecast. And my grandfather used to say, hey, grandson, what's going on in your neck of the woods? And so a little homage to my
1: granddad. Uh, nice, I love that. What is going on in your neck of the woods in New York City? I'm down here in, in sunny Florida and I have some friends in Long Island and people that live in the city. And it, and some people are saying, hey, I, I don't mind uh, wanting to fly south at this point. Is it true that uh, New York is like a ghost town like the, the president said at the latest debate?
0: no, it's not true it's uh, uh it is not true uh new york look there there are sections that are less crowded than they were, but you know, I live on the upper East side, and it's just as crowded as ever There's delivery trucks there are things going on it's It's like every place things have things have changed around, but by no means. Uh, is
1: this a ghost town? Al Roker joining us. He's got a brand new book out that's uh, unlike any other book that he's penned. This one's called You Look Much Better in Person where I guess the title comes from something that people say to you a lot there at Rockefeller Plaza uh, and, and you're not that fond of the saying.
0: Well, it's not that... It, look, here's the deal. Uh, uh, people come up and when I you know, go out to shake hands, which we're not doing right now, but you know, and every day somebody would say, oh my gosh, you look so much better in person. And I know they meant it as a compliment, because I think they're flustered, they don't know quite what to say, but when you consider that I'm on TV, looking better in person isn't isn't that great? There's the name of your book. And so we came up with, you look so much better in person, true stories of, of absurdity and success.
1: And hey, you go deep in this book too, talk about personal stuff and 40 years at NBC. I mean, you got to have a, a lot of stories to tell. Also, one thing that I liked that you talked a lot about your dad and there was a story about getting your driver's license. Uh, what did your dad mean to you and help sculpting you into the Al Roker that we see every morning on NBC?
0: Well, look, I, I I was very fortunate. I you know, he he wasn't a perfect person as as no one is, but he wanted the best for his kids. Uh he worked hard, sometimes working two jobs. Uh always made time for each one of us, but was very patient. Uh I uh you know, I was trying to I was getting ready to take my uh my road test for my driver's license, and he said, "You know, we you, you haven't really done a broken U-turn. Let's do that." And so you know, I start to do the broken U-turn, and I do the part where I, I do the part where uh, you know you kind of come out of the turn, and instead of stepping on the brake, I hit the gas and just shot forward, jumped the curb, took out my neighbor's prized shrub brush uh, shrubbery, and almost slammed into their front porch. And my father never raised his voice; he just went break, break, break. And I stopped about two inches short of the porch, and we got out, we looked at the damage, right at the bush, um, left a note on their door, uh, and then we got in the car, and he said, okay, again.
1: Do it again. <laughs> Keep going.
0: I, I did it. I did it three more times until so I got it right. And, and by the way, I passed my driver's test on the first go-round.
1: What kind of whip were you driving back then? You know, What, what were you cruising? Do you remember what took out the shrub?
0: Oh yeah, it was a, a nineteen sixty seven Ford Country Squire station wagon.
1: Sweet. So that was that the ride that you were pulling up to high school in Al Roker as a uh, a teenager.
0: Yeah. Well, you know the funny thing is, well, no, it's not funny, but uh, I went to school in Manhattan. I was, as I write, and you look so much better in person. Uh, I was on the AV squad in a military school in in downtown Manhattan. Uh, so I I took a bus and a subway to school every day. Uh, and, you know, that was during the Vietnam war and and people are yelling at you like baby killer. And I'm just trying to do my Latin homework, get off
1: my back. Al Roker, our guest, he's got a brand new book out called You Look Much Better in Person. You can pick it up wherever you get your books. I always loved watching you during the Macy's Day Parade. What's the status as we're just about a month away from Thanksgiving? I love that holiday. What's the status on the Macy's Day Parade?
0: Well, we are having it. uh, 94th uh, Macy's Thanksgiving, annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, It will be uh, reimagined, as you you might imagine. Uh, We're not going to be going from uptown all the way downtown with the floats and the balloons Everything's going to be kind of staged right around Herald Square. Uh, uh, Everybody will be socially distanced. Uh, You know, we won't have uh, crowds, you know, watching everything. Uh, We'll have uh, uh, vehicles pulling the balloons as opposed to uh, balloon handlers. Uh, uh, You know, there won't be the, the high school marching bands. Their invitations have been deferred to next year. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll still have the parade and, and just before noon, Santa will hit Herald square and we'll launch uh, the holiday season.
1: Our guest Al Roker is a fun follow on social media. Get at him at Twitter at Al Roker. I saw that you're doing a new show with the crew from the today show called off the rails. As I was seeing the trailers for this show, it seems like you guys are having a lot of fun with this show off the rails.
0: Yeah, we have a good time. Actually, we're, we're about two and a half years in. And in fact, uh, uh, we are... For the first time during the pandemic, we're going to be live uh, Tuesdays, 1 o'clock, uh, be able to take uh, listeners' calls once again. Uh, and we love doing the show. It's me, Dylan, and uh, Chanel. And and we just kind of, it, it's three friends just
1: getting together in the act Yeah, it seemed like it was very natural. You you were looking like a radio host. I know everybody knows you in front of the weather maps and on the Today Show, but do you have a love for the radio business?
0: Oh yeah! Look, I I started doing radio in college, uh, uh, you know, and did did while I was in uh, while I was did my first weekend weather job in Syracuse TV weather job while I was, when I was a sophomore in college I did I did radio it was a radio TV combo uh, WHEN AM and WHEN TV channel five and uh, that that's you know that was my first. Job in television when I was at uh, the end of my sophomore year of college, and and uh, it taught me a heck of a lot. As a, I, I write and you, look so much better, in person. I, I I learned that you it's okay to cry in front of your boss.
1: I've always thought no crying in baseball and no crying at work. Is uh, this something you do often, Al? Uh,
0: I well, I wouldn't say often, but uh, I did. You know, uh, you know, I made fun of my boss way back in 1974, who was a a real tough guy, except when I started to cry, he kind of like didn't know what to do. And uh, he started comforting me. It was, uh, it was interesting. So I don't, I think it's okay to show emotion at work. I just think that, you know, you got to pick your places and know who you're, you're showing your emotions to.
1: Hey, you've done a, a good job at keeping that job at the network for forty years. It's uh, almost unheard of. What do you think the keys are to that longevity, that sustainability, and likability? Like, what what are the keys to the Owl Roker success?
0: Well, I, I don't I don't know if there there are any specific keys, but I do think for everybody, and and that in, in in you look so much better in person. That's what we break it down to. Here's what I've learned. I don't know if it'll work for you, but hopefully you'll enjoy it. But you know, basically, to be yourself. And to and to admit that you can't do it all. You need you need to get yourself an A team. One of my favorite TV shows of all time is the A team, and they were all good at something, but nobody was good at everything. You need to find those people who can help you be your best, uh, and and to admit when you're wrong. Uh, you know, there's there is a especially today. There's a lot of not being able to show vulnerability, not to show fallibility. And I, I, I think if we did more of that, we'd all get along a lot better.
1: I know that a lot of people know you from the weather, so I'd like to ask your opinion when it comes to climate change and global warming. I mean, this year, a lot of hurricanes were all, already up to Z. We've had earthquakes. We've had wildfires in Colorado and California. What, what do you think Mother Nature is, uh, is saying to us, uh, weatherman?
0: Well, I, I think you know climate change is real. And uh, we have to do something about it uh, we, uh, before we reach uh, the tipping point. And we thought we had a lot more time before we got to that, but we're fast approaching the point of no return. And there's no, there's no question that it's happening, and that it is the cause of human activity. It's being caused by human activity. Uh, the question now is, what do we do? And do we, do we make the choices that we need to? And and by the way, it's not an either-or. You can have good-paying jobs. You can have job growth. You can have economic growth and be a steward to the planet.
1: Al uh, Roker, our guest here, you can follow him on Twitter and also pick up his brand new book that's available wherever you get your books. It's called You Look Much Better in Person. You look so much better in person. You look so much better in person because people constantly telling him that, uh, you know, I guess he doesn't look that good on TV, although I like the way that you've been matching your glasses with your outfit. I think you've really taken that GQ stuff to the next level, Al. I think you're handsome on TV. And Well, that's awfully nice. I don't want to cross the line here, though, talking with with Al Roker. I know that in 40 years you had to at some point maybe when you met one of these celebrities coming in musical acts was there somebody that you just were a little giddy about maybe a childhood hero that you got a chance to meet
0: oh gosh you know I mean there's so many uh one of my favorite interviews of all time was Charles Schulz, uh, the creator of Peanuts. I'm a bit of an amateur cartoonist, and uh, you know, just getting to meet him was was a dream come true. Let alone, I got to interview him twice. Once for the 50th anniversary of the Peanuts comic strip, and then, sadly, six months later, he had been diagnosed with colon cancer, and asked me to come interview him one more time. And uh, just a, a just a true gentleman.
1: Who were some uh, people that you were looking up to when you were young, like ten, twelve years old? They say that's when you really have your your big heroes in life. Did you have any posters on your wall? Who, who was Al Roker looking up to as a preteen? Wow,
0: gosh, I didn't have any posters up on my wall, but because uh, my mom wouldn't let us do that, because the tape would take the paint <laughs> off the wall. Um, but you know, I and listen, I think the same folks that, you know, you grew up watching, you know, uh, uh, especially, you know, somebody like Jackie Robinson and Willie Mays, you know, in in sports, uh, Joe Namath, you know, on the Jets and, uh, uh, you know, watching on TV, you know, uh, uh, you know, Batman and, Superman, you know, 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 the the -the run-of-the-mill guys.
1: Do you collect anything? We were talking to Tom Hanks at one point. He said he collected typewriters. Kevin Costner says he's got a few cars from his movies. Alan Alda actually collects umbrellas, if you can believe that. What about Al Al Roker? Do you collect anything?
0: Uh, I collect some bobbleheads uh, and animation cells, the individual drawings that, you know, make an animated cartoon. Back before computer-generated animation, it would take uh, at least 12 drawings per second to create uh, an animated cartoon. So, you know, they had to draw them, then transfer them to this, these clear cells, and then individually paint each one by hand. Uh, so each one is a moment in time, and so I collect
1: those. 40 years at NBC, our guest here, Al Roker. Follow him on Twitter and pick up the new book, You Look Much Better in Person. Over those 40 years, you've seen a lot, the presidential elections uh, over and over again. You've seen 9-11, you've seen this COVID-19, you've seen uh, President Donald Trump. Have we seen anything quite like our current administration in your 40 years when it comes to presidents in the White House?
0: Well, all I'm going to say is you look so much better in person. On sale now is a great antidote to whatever is bothering you.
1: So uh, we're a week away from the election, and I know that you took your son to vote. I saw that on your Instagram. Not only follow him on Twitter, but on the gram, of course, our guest Al Roker. Uh, your son voting for the first time. What did that mean to you? It was a great photo, by the way.
0: Well, thank you. I, I think it meant you know, that, that you know, democracy is worth, worth fighting for. You know, we're, we were standing in line for three hours. And, uh, you know what, it was worth every minute of it and, and to watch him, he was excited about being able to vote for the first time in a presidential election, in any election turned 18 in July and, and couldn't have been prouder. And, and, you know, I know a lot of people are belly aching, but you know what? Uh, first of all, you know, this early voting is, is something we're not used to. It was certainly not in New York State. We just got the right to do that. And so, you know, it's it's a, it's a an exercise in democracy. But you know what? A lot of people fought and died uh, for this right. And so for us to have to stand in line for a few hours, a couple hours, whatever it is, you know what? I, I, it's worth it. Uh,
1: I know that you don't want to comment uh, on President Trump, but I will say he has made this term fake news a very popular saying amongst americans and i know weatherman they want to try to get it right and if they do 50 percent of the time you're happy but when reporting the news i feel like you want to try to be a hundred percent right i'd love to get your opinion on like accountability and uh, what kind of uh responsibility should the media and news organizations uphold to make sure that they're giving us the facts like uh how do you feel about that
0: Well, look, I can only speak to the place I work for, NBC News, where we've got the greatest collection of journalists, uh, broadcast producers, editors, writers, and crew that go out every day and bring people the truth,
1: what kind of music has Al Roker been jamming out to nowadays so when when you were writing in the book, was there anything you were listening to
0: you no know, I, I I'm not a good multitasker. Uh, I don't believe in the multitask. I do one thing at a time, but i love uh I love uh, Motown, I love Lil Alton john uh you know Rolling Stones, Bruce springsteen uh prince uh you name it i have got a very eclectic uh, uh, al Jarro. Uh, you know, uh, Sarah Vaughn, you know, just kind of all, I've listened to everything.
1: Like the great Elton John said in one of his songs, I'm Still Standing, that could be Al Roker's theme song after 40 years at NBC, very impressive. What is the next uh, chapter after NBC? Is there anything that you would like to do beyond that?
0: Well, uh, no, I just want to stay right here. As I write in, you look so much better in person. I, 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 you know the the one great bit of advice Willard Scott gave me actually two one was always be yourself there 's nothing uh, uh, that people can take away from you if you 're yourself. Uh, the other is never give up your day job. Uh, I get to do a lot of different things, write books, uh, produce TV shows and movies, do all these different things. but my main gig is doing the Today show, and the last thing he told me was. Don't get off the train until they make you. And so uh, I am going to stay here as long as I can.
1: All right, we'll keep riding that train, Al. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll uh, continue to, uh, to watch you on TV. We love you, brother. Be good. God bless you. You betcha.
0: Take care. Hey, y'all. Daris Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer.